0: For full, important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
2: Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker.
1: I'm Aggie Hewitt.
2: We're recording a day late today, but it's all worth it yeah. because uh, we get to talk about the brand new Goop product launch that just supposedly launched this morning, even though I think it's been around for a while.
1: I didn't know about it, but I guess some people did. There's this, this new, um, like face cream.
2: Yeah. It's Goop jeans, face cream on one face cream. So Gwyneth posted like a little teaser video with Apple and Blythe last night on Goop's yeah. Instagram. And then this morning they officially launched the product on Instagram. But someone contacted us like last week saying that this uh, new this product has already been on the Sephora website. So I don't know if that was... I don't know why it was already on Sephora or if that was a mistake or what.
1: It's on Sephora and it's on Credo. But they act like it's like, oh, you can only get this on our website. Like this is like a new exclusive thing. But yeah, it's definitely on Sephora. It's and there's
2: already like buyers. 200 uh reviews for it so people already must have tried it
1: yeah maybe they put it on Zephyr. i don't know whatever it's a luxury rich clinically tested all-in-one super cream that leaves skin looking and feeling smooth firm and moisturized for up to 48 hours it's for normal and dry skin
2: yeah. It seems my skin is like really oily. So any, I'm maybe I would put this on at night, but I can't imagine putting on like a really thick face cream during the day. Cause I would just sweat it off. I feel like.
1: Yeah. That's what you were saying. I have like, I think I have combination. I mean, I know that dry is like my main concern, but I definitely am also an oily beast. So <laughs> I've got it all. Um, but I would definitely, definitely use something like this like i can't use like a thick enough or like mm. mo. like i need moisture on my face so bad
2: yeah i've been using the the keels like daily regular daily face cream which is pretty light um yeah
1: actually that's what i use too for like every day the one in a like a bottle
2: it's no this one's in a just like a white uh tub
1: oh i use keel I, I think it might be this i just like use like the Kiehl's, like I don't know, like everyday moisturizer or something, but I have it in a bottle.
2: Okay, it's yeah, I, it, might, it might be because um, it's not specifically a night cream. But if I if I use anything heavier, I don't know. It's my skin is just so like I don't think I've ever had a dry face in my life. <laughs> it's just but constantly night, sweating and oily.
1: At night, I do like a lot. I add a lot of shit to it. Oh sure. I put like. The hyaluronic acid and the retinol and the vitamin C in it.
2: Yeah.
1: And I mix it all up and slather the whole shit on. But in the morning, I only use it plain.
2: Okay. Because I now I have that serum that's retinol, vitamin C, and hyaluronic acid all at once. Yeah. Which is, that does, it is like, it dries my skin out and then I'll put the the face cream on over it. But then the other thing I just got in the mail yesterday was you know you know, like the goop um glycolic acid pads that we really like?
1: Yeah, I love those.
2: Those are so good. But they're on Amazon there was one that was the same percentage of glycolic acid. It was a pad, 15%, and it was eighteen dollars for sixty pads, which is like twenty times less expensive than the goop ones. And um oh, you I tried
1: so much. Yeah. So, ordinary you can get it all, like, all a la carte. Like, I think I also have glycolic acid. Just, like, in a bottle, you just, like, put it on a pad yourself and just, like, oh, swipe yeah, it yeah. on that I use sometimes. But I also have the goop pads, and I don't want to use it every day. I don't know. I just use it, like, I don't know. I'm sort of just, like, it's all a game of, like, how much can I use, like, for the to like make this all last as long as possible without going bad it's just it's like russian roulette
2: (laughs) yeah i've been now my thing is i'm gonna try to alternate the glycolic acid pads and then on those other days i'll do the retinol and not do them on the same day
1: yeah i feel like my skin is so like i don't know like it's just been through the fucking ringer And I don't think that there's like any product that's like too intense for my skin. Like I can put literally anything on it and it's fine. I'd never, the only thing that really fucks up my skin is like the elements, the real world, you know, Hmm. nature. Mother nature is my enemy. Mother nature and time. products are my friends, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like, I have, I'm getting an, I just got a new prescription from my doctor for like a thing for this brown thing on my face that's been driving me crazy for the last couple of years. And I also, the reason we're recording late is because, um, where I was out of town, we went to the mountains to go hiking and go like sit in a river and shit, very social distance, very isolated trip. Um, but the first day we went for this, like not even a long, we not even, not a hike or anything. We just like went for like a walk to see like what was around our little condo we were staying in. and um. It was really hot and really dry and really dusty and like my absolute least favorite type of weather and when i i was like i have to go back inside and when i got back in the bottom half of my face it was like red splotches Mm. were like covering my face it was so insane my skin if i get hot I will turn beet red, and it is horrific.
2: It's your, it's your British side.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's because, and well, probably the Jewish part too. Well, I don't know the Jewish part, but the the I probably the Jewish part too.
2: Yeah, but the Jewish part is like used to like the desert climate. I feel more than more. I than guess the, the Jewish
1: part is like originally from the desert, but then like went to the cold. Sure, I'm a cold climate adapted body.
2: Uh. Yeah. I, well, now I'm picturing your face looking like a Dorothea Lange photograph or something. Like a weather yeah. dust bowl person.
1: I think that's what I truly am. <laughs> I'm like that mom. The one on holding
2: her kids. Yeah. Like, she's like 23.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. she looks like 45. Yeah.
2: Uh, well, that was obviously before. The goop jeans all-in-one face cream came out and now no one will look like that yeah, and now she'd be
1: on the mother load and feeling great oh
2: my god yeah some madam ovary some mother load did you say
1: so? actually i needed Madame ovary that was what i really needed because i was like jesus christ this face of mine is meat red uh
2: i did not go away this week um i just continued on my path i'm now trying to oh because of that harley pasternak guy and you um chimed in about trying to get me to do 12,000 steps a day instead of 10,000 steps.
1: I didn't chime in. I just agreed. You, you said you wanted to, and I said, that sounds yeah. good.
2: No, it was good. It was good um, kicking the butt to do it. And now
1: – I don't – Brian, I don't care if you do zero steps a day. It's <laughs> no, you, don't say you. that. I need okay. accountability.
2: I need you to to push me.
1: Uh, you're barking up the wrong tree. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've been doing that. Um, I am I – feel, I feel tired. Also because it's like 100 degrees. It's so hot uh and so, sorry i just took
1: a huge triple copyright before you said that i thought no, you were no, gonna no. talk longer um yeah <laughs> it is like insanely say. hot um it's insanely hot i highly recommend finding a river and sitting in it it was like the most refreshing shit i've of my life
2: oh my god last night so last night our you know our mutual friend bridget friend of the pod and i walked across the la river to go to the park and there were people i mean you know the la river there were people like sitting in the riverbed on the la river having like a socially distanced dinner with like lawn chairs and stuff down on the river in
1: the concrete in
2: the concrete yeah
1: the and, la river is a is a gutter that's coated in concrete it's not a i mean i think it might have been a river at one point i think there are parts of it that are like normal river
2: yeah i think there was a version of it that is a real river but most of it is like a man-made aqueduct and i mean i like living by the river but it is the least picturesque river in the world probably
1: and yeah and And it's like yeah it it rarely has water in it
2: yeah the last couple years there's been a little bit more water because we've gotten some rain in the winter uh but yeah by this time of year half of the riverbed is just sort of like stone and then you know little puddles here and there but, man, I mean, when, you know, the restaurants aren't open and people need an alfresco situation, um, they'll do anything.
1: I know. That's why I'm so nice. I at least have this, like, courtyard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait. This is a very specific thing about my apartment, but I just found out my apartment has – I live in, like, a courtyard-style apartment, and in the middle there's, like, this big, like, sitting area with, like, a paved-over patio, and there's, like, plants, and there's, like, a little, like – I don't know, cabana thing over it, which makes it sound a little bit more glamorous than it actually is. But um I just found out that it used to be a pool and they paved over it.
2: You told me that when you moved in years ago.
1: I didn't know when I moved in. I found out, I mean, I think I did find out like a little bit longer ago.
2: No, yeah, <laughs> I, I remember I you telling me about, about that a while ago. ago. A while. Yeah, well, I would be mad if I lived in like a cool Melrose Place style apartment complex and I didn't have a pool.
1: It like feels like there should be a pool and I wrote I learned it did used to be a pool and I have to know why they paved over the pool
2: I mean it's just less like it's probably cheaper to maintain without a pool
1: less maintenance yeah you don't think someone like drowned in it or something
2: I mean you never know uh
1: now I feel like Nancy Drew
2: I mean there's tragedy all over the place I I mean I've probably told you this but are you watching the the Golden State Killer documentary
1: Yeah, I think I might be I think I'm caught up. I might be one behind.
2: One of of I know everything
1: about it. Yeah,
2: one of the victims, I grew up like five blocks from the house. And so I like Yeah. I know because you know how he stocked like bike trails and stuff. Yeah. And so we lived right by that bike bike trail. But I didn't know about it. Yeah. But this was this was like ten years before we lived there.
1: Yeah, I know about the one in Walnut Creek. Um tragedy.
2: You need to ask your um, landlord or the maintenance guy if someone tragically drowned in the pool and that's why they covered it up.
1: I know I'll never I mean yeah I'm gonna have to get to the bottom of it.
2: What else is new? Oh uh, I started finally reading this is sort of Goop adjacent I started finally reading Kat Marnell's memoir. uh, Yeah. How to murder your life.
1: Yeah. Does she have a new one coming out or something?
2: She's in the middle of writing it, I think. Uh, But yeah, I think it's supposed to come out next year. But yeah, if you guys don't know, Kat Marnell is like a former beauty editor from Lucky, whose ex-boss is Jean Godfrey June. Um, And so far I've just read the first like five chapters, so she hasn't really gotten to the part where she works at Lucky, but Jean acts as sort of like a mentor for her.
1: Yes. She, um, she had a great beauty column on this, like, um, this website called Exo Jane that's defunct now. That was just about like, cause she was like a huge drug addict, but also a beauty editor. And she just wrote these amazing beauty, um, articles about like it would just be like how to cover up like the bags under your eyes because like you've been on like a bender for three days or whatever like it was just all this like really funny cute stuff it was like how to look healthy even though you're not like just like really fun it was just I never read any kind of beauty stuff like that before in my life and I just loved it it was so good it was her best writing ever and then she went to Vice And when she was at Vice, she she dropped the beauty aspect of it. And it was all just sort of writing about like being out in New York and kind of like partying. And I never responded to that stuff as much because it didn't have the like ironic tension of the beauty articles, which were just, I, I mean, truly some of my favorite writing I've ever read online, just like really, really good and special and you can still find a lot of it and then her memoir yeah it's just it's like a good fun memoir that's like in her writing style which is just very um punk and casual and funny and magazine-y I guess which is not a word but it's I love her
2: yeah it's like this really sort of yeah casual voice but she's talking about all these you know harrowing Things and it, I mean, you know, everyone's mileage for like addiction memoirs may vary. I really like them. Uh, it's like a little triggering if you've dealt with your own addiction issues. But her, I mean, she her life was so sort of crazy, and she, I don't know. It's it it's so heightened to like my own experience that I I can read it without sort of feeling. I don't know without like going to those dark places myself I guess so far yeah at
1: least. I mean she's just like yeah she has like her whole personality is just she's a little bit she's just wild yeah
2: I wonder if she'll like work as a beauty editor again uh
1: I don't think so I don't think that's where she's I don't think she wants to she seems like she's like moving in a more literary direction.
2: Yeah, I guess so. It would be, I mean, I'd love to hear a voice like that on Goop. I don't know that Goop would never hire someone like her probably, but it would be f- I
1: mean, I they know. might, but I mean, you never know. Um, but I don't know that. It just seems like she wants to work in like more um, mainstream stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think she might be a, a real housewife. Uh she's best she's like good friends with leah mcsweeney
2: she's good friends with leah then oh my god they have to bring her in at least as a friend of then
1: i know i would love it because she keeps on um on social media they're always like it's like a love fest between them all the time and like leah's like look kat marnell signed my book and it's like why is she showing this right now i feel like she's trying to like bring her into the fold a little bit because she's like she keeps like instagramming like she instagrammed her book she she keep they keep like talking to each other online i don't know
2: yeah i never thought i'd say this but i'm like sick of the older ladies on house on real house was in new york now like luanne ramona dorinda they, they feel Sonia, so
1: old with leah
2: they're so i mean and they're just so deeply alcoholic it's like wow yeah. so scary to watch them whereas I guess if you're just, if it's like Leah and Tinsley and Kat Marnell, they'd also be complete alcoholics, but like, at least they're not, I don't know. It would just be a different vibe.
1: They're alcoholics, but they've got 20 years to like dig that hole deeper until like a new batch. And by then we'll be, you know, dead. Yeah, (laughs) we'll be over it. I mean, I like them being old women on there. Of course, Ramona and Sonia and Luann are going to be on it
2: sure they'll never give it up it's just it's gotten a little repetitive like this it's just like the same dynamics over and over again um which can get a little repetitive
1: yeah i mean i feel like so they're all so triggered by leah because she's like she's not like tinsley like she's young but she's like actually cool and like has her own life and like doesn't give a shit about what they think. Yeah.
2: And she doesn't, and, she doesn't seem to care about like being in New York quote unquote society.
1: Well, she's like in her own version of New York society, like being friends with Kat Marnell. And yeah. Stuff. She's just like, like
2: a cool downtown New York girl.
1: Yeah. And they like cannot handle it. And I feel like that's why like Sonia ended up like standing on that thing and smashing it with her feet at the party. Cause it's like, I feel like they just need like I think they just there's a young girl there and they like can't handle they like need the attention like Ramona freaking out like you can't wear that dress to my birthday party like the whole thing what they're just so they're they're going berserk
2: yeah and Lee, I mean Leah's like acting a little crazy but she's really not doing anything to elicit this type of response it's just the fact of her her like youth and and like relative confidence and intelligence compared with them
1: yeah um she is i i'm looking forward to you know her heel turn next season
2: sure there will be one
1: that's what always happens
2: but like as long as you have ramona and dorinda and and luann on there like you're never they're always gonna be the villains. I mean Sonia less so, but like you can never be a worse person than Ramona Singer. <laughs> like it's you not can't. possible. There
1: is no worse person. The only person who's worse than her is Donald Trump.
2: Yeah. Uh Ghislaine Maxwell, maybe. It's like Ghislaine.
1: probably Yeah. Epstein was, but he's gone. he's gone. So she moves up a peg. I mean, I'm, it's um
2: I mean, get Kat Marnell on there, get Ghislaine on there, See, and then we'll have a my... party.
1: I've always, I mean, look, I'm, I'm sad Donald Trump became the president for got Melania no, on there. Very yeah. long yeah. list of reasons, a long list of reasons, but somewhere near like reason like one thousand and one is that I was sure that he was going to lose, and then Melania was going to be on the show.
2: I mean, it's still possible, like,
1: but now I wouldn't want her. Now she, I hate she, her so much
2: she wouldn't she wouldn't be interesting she she would be so guarded uh and she I don't think she's a very interesting person, so I don't, I don't think know. so
1: either I think she's like a I think she's like a sociopath with no inner life, but I yeah. do think she's capable of being exceptionally cruel,
2: oh for sure, which I guess so, is like one of the main tenets of being a housewife
1: it's a, it's part of it <laughs> they're like three being be mean being an alcoholic and be rich that's it
2: yep yeah. uh Oh, um, one more piece of news. Apple apparently got a job.
1: <gasps> Doing what?
2: We don't know. So, oh, you didn't hear about this? No. So, okay, Gwyneth went on Rob Lowe's podcast. Last oh yeah, week. and she
1: was like, and she said that his wife taught her how to give a blowjob.
2: Oh, I didn't hear that part.
1: Brian his, told me his Brian wife. Brian Thompson told me.
2: his wife taught Gwyneth to give a blowjob,
1: or his like. Girlfriend, yeah.
2: Weird. So I just heard they they talked about like raising rich children, and Gwyneth said that you know in order to make her feel like she's part of the human race, um, they decided that she should get a summer job, a retail job, but she didn't say where. Um, we think, I mean, it's probably in the Hamptons and Sag Harbor so there's only like I mean, so many businesses does, no
1: be. one has a job right now i mean like what the fuck
2: that's true like what retail job i don't know it might just all be a lie
1: i just googled rob Lowe wife gwyneth blow job gwyneth paltrow learned about oral sex from rob Lowe's what wife she taught me how to give a blow job
2: so what did they go <laughs> to spence together literally. or something Wait, what? Did they go to Spence together or something? Like, how did she know Rob Lowe's wife when she was young?
1: She just made me feel so free. Um, they've been friends for a long time, but they met through her. She's a Hollywood makeup artist. Mm. And they she was on the set of a movie they were filming when they were she was 15 or 16.
2: Sounds like... She was
1: a makeup artist.
2: Grooming to me.
1: Grooming, she's going. No, she's not. Hey, <laughs> yeah, like, Rob is married to Belanger the, well. the
2: So, this makeup artist taught a 15 to 60 year old girl how to give a blowjob on the set of a movie.
1: Well, it's Gwen and Paltrow. I mean, I met Cheryl and I was immediately obsessed with her. Recalled Paltrow, first of all, she was dating Keanu Reeves, who was my celebrity crush, oh my and God. she was so cool. She taught me how to give a blowjob. You know, all the classic Cheryl stuff. <laughs> I don't know i guess
2: <laughs> i'm just picturing andy dick in old school like coming in and teaching all those women how to go well, a blowjob do you remember that? Song? i
1: did not see that movie but
2: it's too, it's very stupid um but i'm picturing cheryl That's... as andy dick in a wig
1: um okay <laughs> <laughs> anything else um, to talk about uh did you watch black is king
2: no you're the second person to ask me that the first one being my husband and i said i'm not interested should i be interested
1: Are it's you like not-
2: a, it's just about the it's like the lion king of like beyonce does lion king songs what is it no
1: it's not it's an it's an all-new original visual album it's like another lemonade
2: oh i thought it was i thought because it was on disney plus i thought i had to do with the lion king
1: it does have something to do with the lion king but i feel like the lion Kings, i mean it kind of is like a. Um, like, it kind of is, like, telling, like, a version of the Lion King story with, like, this kid, but it's, um, it's, and then, like, every once in a while, there's, like, like, they'll, like, play the audio of, like, scenes from the Lion King over something to sort of, like, help, like, move the story forward, but that just sort of felt like some weird, like, bullshit that Disney made them do to, like, have it be on Disney Plus. It's, like, not really, it's, it's really just, like, another like amazing like brilliant visual it's like it's basically like another lemonade but it's like it's just it's another visual album it's just like all these great beyonce music videos
2: and they're new but they're new songs i guess
1: all new songs yeah it's all new can i just listen do i
2: have to watch it can i listen to it i don't like music videos that much
1: i Ryan. I just don't know what to say. I, just I, wa- I mean say. I
2: watched Lemonade once but I've listened to that like I if I'm gonna say oh I want to I want to have the Lemonade experience nine times out of ten I'm just gonna listen to it like I'm not gonna sit down. And yeah okay
1: it. but like don't you feel like it's important to like watch Beyonce music videos to see like what she's wearing and like how they shoot it and like the choreography and the look like where they shoot it and uh, yeah. just it's
2: yeah i mean i guess you're right a lot of people i a lot i'm i'm less a beyonce fan than a lot of people i think um but i'll watch it
1: god now they're gonna come the beehive Beehive.
2: for us (laughs) no i'm fine with that i don't really like taylor swift i don't really like i did listen to taylor swift folklore i didn't watch i mean the videos to that one but it's not
1: the. i haven't listened to it yet but it's it's definitely not the same as as that but i think i'm like a huge beyonce fan because like the second any beyonce thing comes out i immediately watch it like i watched i bought lemonade before like i purchased i own the the
2: the visual not just the album like i own the visual
1: album i like immediately like when the new song came out like last week or two weeks ago whenever that was i like immediately listened to it i've been like quietly counting down the days for the 31st to watch black is king i didn't
2: know you were such a huge beyonce fan
1: i'm i mean i don't consider myself to be like a huge beyonce fan but it's like to me it's like second nature it's like oh of course like i, I mean like, it's like oh yes like any beyonce thing like i must watch like sure it's just okay. it's not like i don't sit around thinking about beyonce but it's like anytime any new beyonce thing comes out like i have to see what it is
2: she, I think cause she's so guarded and her image is so sort of perfect. She doesn't like, I like, I don't know. I like a messy pop star and she's like Taylor. the opposite of, so that's why like Beyonce and Taylor, they just are like, they're too perfect. And But
1: Beyonce I'm, is more, I mean, Taylor is like, oh, and you know who my new pop pop obsession is? garth brooks
2: (laughs) oh wait did you watch the documentary about him
1: yeah so brian made me sorry we're getting way off topic right now but brian uh on our trip was like let's watch this because brian is from louisiana so he's like triggered by that shit and like hates that stuff so much because it's like he grew up with people who like for real we were like obsessed with garth brooks country
2: music in general or garth brooks in particular
1: he said garth brooks was like michael jackson where he like
2: yeah 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 country
1: music in general but garth brooks who like was a huge star everywhere
2: huge and i i probably could only name one of his songs because like where, i couldn't name where we grew up he was just a non-entity
1: like i knew who he was yeah. but i didn't know i i was like i can't name a single garth brooks song and then he was like telling me the songs and then i realized friends in low places which i know because i've heard it i've like heard it in like 7-eleven and stuff and also thunder rolls which was just like a huge song that i heard okay and it was like on beavis and (laughs) but um but so those were the two songs that i knew and then he was like but brian wanted to watch it just like hate watch it because he's like this guy is so crazy and like it was just like he's got this like anger not anger but like you know when like if you grew up in Louisiana where everybody was like obsessed with Garth Brooks yeah
2: totally I would go insane yeah
1: you would have like a special kind of like hatred for that stuff so he was like watching it and It was like really nice because where we stayed, we had this like huge, amazing bathtub, and I could and with like French doors. So he was like sitting on the couch, and I was behind the couch, and I opened both the French doors, and I was just like in the bathtub watching it over his shoulder. And um, I realized that Garth Brooks has the same exact personality. I mean, different like aesthetically, of course, but like he if you interview like Kanye West or Madonna or Taylor Swift or like any of these people. I was thinking
2: Tom Cruise. He's
1: got, it's like a pop star personality. Like, yeah, he's the same. And like, he's as obsessed with like identity and image as any of them. It's just the identity and image that he cultivated was like cowboy. Totally. So, i was just like oh my god and he's got that sort of like vapidness where they're like sort of not self-aware but like hyper aware like very unaware of certain aspects of how they come across but Mm -hmm. like very laser focused on how they come across in like a broad or like in like this like broad way yeah do you know what i'm saying yeah
2: that and i that sounds really fascinating to me because i do like those pop stars madonna to me is is like that where she is so hyper aware of her image and yet completely like unself aware sometimes of how, how she's coming across yeah and that, that fascinates is- me
1: I think they all have an element of that I feel like Beyonce my guess is that Beyonce has that thing I mean there's no way she doesn't because she's such a huge star but I think that she's at least self-aware enough to know that she doesn't want that to be too well known. So she keeps it like very guarded because
2: yeah, she I think
1: she knows her like limitations and she's like, I'm going to stop right exactly here.
2: Well, and she, I mean, hardly ever gives interviews. And when she does speak, she always, I mean, she sounds obviously like very, like very hyper intelligent. And I'm sure like, she obviously is very hyper intelligent, but she, I, I never get that that little bit of craziness from her, like I do with other pop stars. And I, I don't know, that's what I i like to see, that spark of like insanity.
1: I know, I know, you never, you'll never you never see. I know it's there, but it's like, she's so controlled. Like, oh my God, that video when Solange was beating up Jay-Z in sure. the elevator.
2: But don't you think that was and staged to some extent or no? I don't. I Yeah, I don't know.
1: I always thought it was real. But she maybe it was because then it was like a perfect like precursor to lemonade. Because
2: I'm almost of the like
1: you're the a Be- camp you're of the
2: the of, like I think the whole affair was maybe not real. And this I kind of do too.
1: I I'm, I go back and forth, which
2: would made me make me so much more interested in Jay Z and Beyonce if like they constructed this whole fake uh, affair, then like the 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 mundanity of like a husband cheating on his wife is like so boring to me that like that's not interesting at all but the idea of like constructing a fake narrative for both of their careers is like much more fascinating to me
1: yeah um i think so too but like i like the way maybe it's fake or maybe it's not but like the way solange was like going crazy and beyonce is just like she knows there might be cameras there so she just like stays perfectly calm and like stands still and like looks straight ahead. Yeah. There's something about that that is so chilling and like brilliant. And like she's such a genius. I think that might be the moment that I became mm. the the stand that I am. Yeah. <laughs> so no, was, like, I
2: get it. Cause it's day. like she's so even at the what what would be the most sort of cruel like wounding like personal moment and you still are completely aware of your surroundings and like you don't drop the sort of facade of 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 like calmness even yeah she didn't drop it
1: for a second because she was like um because I know I'm technically in public I don't know if there are cameras it's very possible there are like she immediately does that math in her head and she's like I can't participate in this. And she just like, she just goes off. She turns off. She's like, I'm going to, no one's going to be able to say anything about what I did. Like I'm, I'm in control of me. And I was like, I just found that very inspiring.
2: Wow. Yeah. What a way to live. Um, All (laughs) right. We got to move on to goop. Okay. Okay. We got to move on to goop. (laughs)
1: People
2: are going to have our heads. All right. Uh, What was your best of the week?
1: my best of the week is there's a movie about the secret and it's like part of like i guess the secret is like a franchise or something and katie holmes is in it and you is doing like a huge ad campaign for it wow and it was like all over their website
2: i see this is i didn't notice that at all
1: it was like all over it where i was like watch the secret with katie holmes like it has the logo of the secret on it and it's
2: it's a scripted fictional movie based on the secret or it's like what is it
1: it's like the all this shit about the secret it's about like katie holmes plays a girl who hang on let me look
2: i mean goes like jumps out of one cult and dives right into another i guess
1: It's called The Secret Dare to Dream and it's with Katie Holmes and Josh Lucas and Jerry O'Connell.
2: Oh, this is some Hollywood lizard people shit.
1: I don't know what the hell it is, but they definitely took out ads on fucking Goop and Goop was like plugging it really hard. They must be
2: targeted ads because I'm not seeing anything when I'm (laughs) But
1: it had the Goop like fonts on it. Like it wasn't just like it wasn't just like an ad that was on there. Like it was, it was a goop. Yeah, believe again, and it has like the little like goop like black square thing that for the link, and it says rent now on Amazon Prime Video. Believe again. In our darkest moments, the transformational power of hope can change everything. Katie Holmes, Josh Lucas, The Secret Dare to Dream. I have no idea what it's about. Weird. When I
2: my targeted ad is just is a sparkling joy, and it's for these. uh sparkling cocktails called miami cocktail 110 calories each and then there's the but does
1: it look i have that i have one. but does it look like a goop like is yeah it in it's a goop, goop yeah
2: it's a yeah it's a goop uh targeted out and then there's the black square or the black rectangle.
1: i have that too now spritzing exceptional taste hmm. and organic ingredients go hand go hand cross out can in hand
2: they must be keeping this secret thing from me. It's nowhere Why? to be found. It's, it's so in weird.
1: The, okay. It's like in the same thing of like navigating food shame and whatever in that article. That's where it is for me.
2: That it's Like was right above my, it. Okay. Let me go to that. That was my best of the week, actually. The navigating food shame. Uh, right above... So you go to that article. There's nothing above that for me. It's just the goop like bar. I'm not seeing one if you sign navigate of this.
1: it from the i don't know i don't know i don't know what to tell you
2: interesting I um i can't
1: believe you're not seeing this ad
2: not seeing any of it nope not at all i I'm think
1: disturbed
2: i have to. we'll have to like actually google this movie but I, i'm curious i don't really know much about the secret other than like the very basic of you you know you think it's just it like it whatever you wish
1: for you can yeah. get it if you pay enough
2: katie holmes i mean i guess i don't she's someone who I think is less interesting than the media has portrayed her to be. But um, I mean, I guess she has to like get a paycheck. She probably believes in that shit though.
1: I mean, who knows?
2: Cause that did happen to her. She had like the Tom Cruise poster up when she was a little girl and said, I'm going to marry him. And then she did.
1: Yeah. Wow. What a monkey's paw situation that turned out to
2: be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So my best was this diet culture thing. And like, I've been on the record as being, not anti-body positivity, but like a little skeptical of the simplicity of, oh, you just like have to love your body and that's it. Um, But I thought this article was like a good sort of breakdown of what diet culture is and how it's detrimental to like your mental health. Um, And it framed body positivity in a more realistic way than some of the things I'd been seeing. It was a,
1: This was my craziest. Was it
2: crazy to you? See, I thought it was pretty, like, I don't know, not, it seemed, it seemed pretty normal to me. What, what, what do you think was crazy about it?
1: It was my craziest because I think that Goop has done so much in favor of diet culture. Yeah, that's true. And diet culture is completely about the yo-yoing of, like, hating your body, loving your body, punishing yourself, rewarding yourself, and for Goop to now try to jump on the bandwagon of being like, let's explain what diet culture is, it's like, you just need to do a case study of your own, like, inventory, like, of your own articles that you've written, or, like, that are in this exact, probably, newsletter to find examples of, like, diet culture, orthorexia, all of these problems that, like, women and men, you know, like, are like fall victim to all the time and i just thought it was sort of hypocritical of them and it kind of contributes to the like schizophrenic nature of yo-yo dieting itself for them to like uh. gaslight everybody by being like let's explore what diet culture does where it's like how fucking dare you
2: like the whole reason it's for like, groups existence is diet culture basically
1: it's to promote diet culture so mm-hmm. like And, and to cloak it as something else, to cloak it as like wellness or whatever, which is just like the latest scam of, of the diet culture people. But they promote these like bullshit doctors who write these awful books, telling people to eat like, like these insane diets, like Stephen Gundry, Will Cole, whatever, these people who have horrible ideas of ways to ruin your life and like spend a bunch of money on shit that won't make you any more healthy. And then to be like, but diet culture is bad. It's like, it's crazy because of how crazy making it is. Um, Not because of anything that like was said or not said in this article.
2: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Like, I mean, the whole, well, I guess the culture is like, likes to think that it's changing. And I think in some sort of respects or in some like subcultures of this sort of upwardly mobile like younger sort of more liberal orthodoxy that's happening people are railing against diet culture or at least like paying lip service to railing against diet culture but on the whole in america like diet culture like traditional diet culture still prevails um and like in this very newsletter they promoted the the prolon uh cleanse again so it is it is like really funny but goop does that all the time with everything they like because they claim to just be you know sharing ideas and like you know giving people options for for different things so they can sort of finagle out of seeming hypocritical i guess i don't know
1: i mean i i guess i, I was just like Ugh, whatever no
2: you're right um but like the article divorced from its being in goop it was like a pretty rational uh article and the the social worker that they interviewed seemed like pretty on the ball i thought
1: yeah i didn't think there was anything wrong with like what it said no. it was just like that it was in, that they were doing it at all was like annoying to me
2: no totally uh what was your worst
1: my worst was the diffuser okay i'm Ugh. sick of the fucking diffuser the diffuser is the new obby yeah if I start seeing, I mean, it's like, I, I have not opened one of these newsletters and not seen a, new, a diffuser at least twice. And I can't remember how long, like I'm done with the fucking diffuser.
2: This is another thing that no one is buying. They obviously manufactured a ton of them. Uh, I had a diffuser in my home for a few years and I used it maybe twice. And then finally, John was like, can we throw this away? It's just taking up space. And I was like, yeah, it, it, I, don't re- I don't really get it.
1: Have a diffuser. Don't have a diffuser. I don't care. It doesn't seem bad. It's not, it's not that there's anything wrong with the diffuser. I don't want to see the diffuser anymore. That's what I, I'm sick of the diffuser in the newsletter. Like they need to stop advertising the fucking diffuser because they get my so problem they, with the diffuser it's with goo <laughs> get yeah, the diffuser uh, out of my face
2: they get so fixated on these specific things like the Danabe. the foam roller was the one that really like got my goat all the time and yeah you
1: hated that foam oh my roller. god
2: and yeah no the diffuser is uh is getting there it's um
1: i'm really sick of it
2: i get it all right uh oh I'm my sure worst was, was the, worst. the god the 10 summer cocktails in the bar where to match okay this is something Why? that i thought i would really be into i love summer cocktails i love nice barware but like i'm sorry in 2020 in a pandemic no one is mixing a cocktail that has like 10 to 14 ingredients because no one has yes, any of this are.
1: stuff remember when um what's his name did it Ooh. uh oh fuck forget it remember when what's his name made that martini and everybody went crazy
2: i have no idea what you're talking about in this is in goop
1: no, this was like in the culture.
2: Ma- oh, Stanley Tucci.
1: Yes. he. But made th- that wasn't martini. that
2: just a regular martini with like three ingredients?
1: Yeah, it was a regular martini, but I think people are like mixing drinks. They're staying home. Oh, I'm mixing drinks. Home.
2: I'm making, I'm making martinis. I'm making margaritas, but these ones are like, like with these specific, you know, syrups that you have to make and a bun- they're just too complicated and Like no one, I don't like, it it would take so much effort and money to make these cocktails. And I think now everything, everybody wants something just easy to do and like low effort. Uh, And these just were to me like completely useless. Like I would under normal circumstances probably not make them and now they would be just completely out of my grasp.
1: Um yeah, I mean I didn't really read this so I don't know, but the- I am definitely not mixing anything. I am just opening a bottle and pouring it down my little gullets.
2: Like one of them is called the Pink Guzzler and it sounds really good. And I'm like, oh, like I actually thought, oh maybe I'll try to make this one. And then you look at the ingredients. Kosher salt, sugar, lime, tequila, fresh watermelon juice, fresh lime juice, simple syrup, cayenne well, okay. So this one, I guess you just sort of have to, that bad. you just have to I buy have watermelon. watermelon. The, the
1: watermelon option. is hard to come by, but the, okay, those, just,
2: maybe a bad example. Actually, it sounds really good.
1: It sounds good. I know. You know, well, next I time, believe you.
2: I don't know. Maybe I was just in a weird mood yesterday when I was reading this, like a kombucha paloma. That sounds gross.
1: They love a kombucha. They love to like mix kombucha mm. with like alcohol or something. mm
2: now okay, I'm just, just into drink? I'm just into wine.
1: Me too. I just drink wine mostly. Although I do have um, some like cheap shitty margarita mix that we got oh, for the trip.
2: Could oh. be worse. Uh, so your craziest was diet culture. Yeah. My craziest was the morning routine with Deborah Messing's podcast partner.
1: Who's that?
2: Mandana Dayani.
1: Okay. So
2: first of all, you have to be crazy to start a podcast with Deborah Messing. Who yes. we've established as uh, America's number one enemy? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, her and Alyssa Milano. <laughs> yeah. So, but then, so the, this, the, this is she's considered, uh, I guess, a businesswoman or something. She's had careers in fashion, business, and law. But the thing that she is advertising is her voting website, which is just called. Um, here, let me open the link it's called iamavoter.com.
1: Okay. And
2: all it is, is basically you type in your address and it checks your voter registration status or you can register to vote or you can just sign up for their email list. But that's like all it does. There's no, like there's no activism involved. There's no, there's nothing else besides just like checking to see if you can vote or, I I don't know. I'm just like, this is, this is your big idea. There's already like, Twenty websites I can go to to either register to vote or check to see if I'm registered. Uh, so it seemed.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you can download pro voting graphics to share on your Instagram by yeah, cool no voter thanks. swag. Ooh, that's grotesque. Buying voter swag is like, of course, the next logical step for these fucking people. Like, just stuff that says, "I." Oh, God.
2: Yeah, she's branding you know herself I as like to
1: fucking capitalize on anything.
2: I know and then her six-year-old daughter is named anderson which i'm like i know that you just is named he after named
1: cooper and
2: it must be she must be um okay. and then what else i don't let's see there was a couple other things and then, then she just talks about regular goop stuff like face oil and shit. and then and then she claims at 9:55 a.m her morning routine's over and she says the rest of the day I spend at my computer on Zoom meetings and phone calls. I'm like, doing what? Like, t- just talking to Deborah? Like, what else? Who else are you talking to?
1: Well, they always say that, like, after their thing is done, they go on Zoom and do work.
2: Uh, I just don't believe everyone is as busy as they pretend to be.
1: I don't think so either. Well, everyone can make themselves. I mean, she's probably just on Twitter.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I mean, I do think everyone should vote, but like to, to brand yourself as this like voting expert when you're not actually contributing anything.
1: Why are you making it more complicated? Like, is she advocating for like, you know, voter rights? Like, cause there's like a lot of problems with like voter suppression and like people not being able to vote. So like, I, I mean, what's happening with that money. If you buy a shirt, that says I'm a voter from her. Like, is that just for her, or is she like using it to do something with? Like, what's the what is happening here?
2: Who knows? No one's asking this question. Like,
1: what it looked like is like she got involved with like the Pussy Hat girls and was like, oh yeah, everyone has to vote. And then decided like, well, this will be like my personal brand. And so I'm going to like start making shit. And like, my whole thing is going to be like voting girl.
2: Yeah, she says, after researching ways I could help, I saw an opportunity to reshape how we think about our role in civic engagement. The idea was and is a modern voting organization that really speaks to our generation. We want to capture how cool it is to be an active participant and maybe make you feel a little FOMO if you aren't yet involved. But yeah, that talks nothing about like actually like voter suppression and, and getting, you know, voting rights for people because a lot of people happen.
1: feel fomo <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. they literally cannot vote
2: <laughs> oh my god there was a six hour wait at my polling place FOMO. fomo um it's
1: like is she trying to get vote like election day should be a national holiday how about that why doesn't she put? Yeah, her, that's a simple
2: her, thing to fight for but
1: i, I don't understand why she's I, the whole thing is like seems very cynical to me
2: absolutely uh and you know you you your friends reflect who you are and if she's friends with deborah messing i don't trust her
1: no public enemy number one messing uh what would you try the tongue scraper Mm, yeah nine dollar tongue scraper okay they're like look we know we've been talking about this coconut floss which is another one coconut floss by the way that's next we had donabi foam roller Mm diffuser and next in line is going to be that floss even though the floss is cheap i'm sick of seeing it
2: it's been there the whole time like we i feel like since we started this podcast we've seen this cocoa floss i've never used it it's just one
1: of these little things you forget about it you see it every day Mm. you end up you sort of just like stop thinking about it but it's like we do see a lot of that coconut floss i would like to try
2: it though it does sound refreshing
1: she's like well i now i'm sold on the coconut floss And I have all this oral hygiene that I know about from Goop Now, but the number one thing that I love is my tongue scraper. And it just sounds like another step in oral hygiene that I've never really considered. I mean, I brush my tongue, I guess. Yeah, that's like the last
2: thing you do after you brush your teeth is like scrape your tongue. I don't
1: scrape your tongue with the toothbrush. Hmm. But what if I had an my own dedicated tool?
2: I think that might be one step too far for me. And then I would just completely disregard my oral hygiene because it would be too complicated.
1: But sometimes like one more thing will just change your life. Like I started using a water pick. What's that? It's like a little syringe and on the end is a little, I don't know, like a sickle shaped thing and you like squirt water into your gum, like between your gums. Why are you making that?
2: No, that sounds great. It it's sounds so refreshing.
1: So fucking good. My dentist gave it to me after I got my wisdom teeth out. And it was like, I think it was just supposed to be for like, because I couldn't brush it there. So, But I like did it and I was like, oh, it was like next level. And I still like use the same syringe. I don't know if I'm not supposed to be using it anymore, but it's like, it is like, it is heaven in a pick. I'm telling you. Okay. It's like a new a new oral hygiene tool that hits just right is like the most refreshing shit on the planet so i'm pretty open-minded about new things at this point
2: you convinced me i but this isn't water, that this is yeah this I'm, is the scraper the water pick sounds more interesting um yeah i've just switched they from they should I i just switched from flossing at night to flossing in the morning oh really yeah and
1: because I feel like I'm just about?
2: less tired in the morning, and so I'll, I'll be more the be more chance that I actually do it every day. There's so many times at night where I'm just like, eh, I want to go to bed, so I don't floss. I don't know.
1: Oh, if you buy a water pick, they're like more expensive. The one that I have is just this cheap thing, but like they sell them, and they're like seventy dollars.
2: Oh wow, that is more expensive than I expected.
1: You can get one for 40 bucks from Target, but they these all look like electric toothbrushes. I bet you can find a cheaper one somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, now I'm going to be on the hunt to like get an actual water pick because I don't think that syringe thing is going to last for much longer.
2: To inject water into your gums sounds really great, honestly.
1: It's amazing because it comes out so like forceful. Hmm. You know, it's just like- It's sort of
2: like, is it like a douche for your gums?
1: (laughs) Um. Yes, it's a douche for the gums.
2: (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's great. Uh, I, okay, so they had this article with this tahini lady who did a video yeah. for Goop before and her name's Allison Kane. It's Haven's Kitchen. I don't want to this, I don't want to try this pre-made tahini sauce, but I do want to be inspired by it and actually like make sauces for my roasted vegetables. Just spend a little extra time creating like a nice sauce. I feel like that will just up my whole vegetable game and and get me and my husband to eat more vegetables.
1: Sauces are so important. And I truly believe that sauces, if you are cutting corners with your sauces and like just buying jarred healthy sauces, that is completely fine. I started buying like sauces, condiments, pickled shit from Thrive Market, Mm. like pickled jalapenos, like tessimés, barbecue, like whatever, like these sort of like Whole30 approved sauces and condiments and you know that they're healthy and you just put like a little bit on whatever you're eating and it just you're like i'll eat boring you know like meat and vegetables or like whatever the hell you're eating because i'll just put this like fun sauce and a pickled jalapeno you gotta be putting pickled shit on your food
2: oh yeah I, I, i any anything with a brine uh any fermented like a sauerkraut or a kimchi it i mean it just adds everything and yeah you can make it's the just, simplest protein and some veggies and have i don't know it makes something it, bright exactly i just am not i'm not like good at making sauces from scratch i feel like whenever i make them they're not as they're not as tasty as when i like have a sauce in a restaurant i don't know maybe i'm not doing the right recipes or something
1: to uh, make that it's also sort of like a pain in the ass It doesn't feel worth it. I feel like I use them once and then they like start going bad right away. I feel like just like buying it in a jar is like, I don't, I'm not like, so I I don't care. I'll just buy it.
2: Yeah. But like, and I think for, for pickled stuff and for condiments, I definitely think jarred are the way to go. But for like a sauce, I feel if you make a homemade one, it is so much better. Like if I had, I don't know, I've had jarred barbecue sauce in my fridge for months that I would never eat. I don't know it's it, it's not as exciting as as like a fresh homemade one with with fresh herbs and stuff but
1: Yeah but don't you feel like fresh herbs like you can then you have to like use it all in like one or two days Yeah no it's true Yeah like that's i even think it's going to last I'm a, I'm all about yeah
2: I got it. Yeah. Uh what would you buy?
1: Okay i did buy that face oil from last week where I told you that I, there was this like face oil that I really wanted. So I got on the wait list for the best skin, skin ever face oil with sea buckthorn. That is this very cool looking little, very like crunchy little jar, like bottle of face oil. That's like also a cleanser. And I must say, goop did a great job of um sending me this like when i got on the wait list i got this thing right away it was really easy to buy it i like just like put my information in it was like not as complicated as like other they gave me the options of using like paypal or apple pay which i feel like is new for them maybe, yeah. or maybe I'm remembering wrong and um we'll see how long it's going to take to get here but I know that the order is in, so I'll report back once it comes.
2: So how many days ago did you put the order in?
1: I just did it right before we started this. Oh,
2: today. Okay, so we're going to count from today to see how many days it takes to receive this face oil.
1: Yeah, so it'll be easy to remember because it's August 1st, so we'll know.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Uh, What's your estimate?
1: Two weeks. I did the standard shipping. I didn't do anything special. I just did the cheapest shipping, which was like, you know... I, five bucks or whatever
2: I see. think yeah two weeks I will just to make it interesting I'll say 15 days so if you do under two weeks you win if it's over two weeks I'll win
1: yes they didn't give me any Tracking type number. of estimates their number their phone number is one eight four four T F G O O P. wtf G-O-O-P <laughs> that's cute that's so cute. I
2: wonder if you call them is there like a pre-recorded thing. It must be a pre-recording at first and then you can talk like can you talk you can probably actually talk to a person.
1: I don't know. I don't want to. I'm scared. i I put my full name. I I didn't want them to know it was me. I'm like scared oh, there's put... going to be like a knife in the box and they'll <laughs> be like, "We hate you." I don't know.
2: When I think there is you can talk to a real person because when my mom returned the um the goop face cream that she thought smelled bad. I think she talked to a real person.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) Didn't your mom also call Facebook one time?
2: Probably. (laughs) I don't wait. (laughs) I don't think she she called. I mean, I don't think She called
1: Facebook when she wanted to make a face. I don't know. You told me. (laughs) No, I
2: don't think so. (laughs) Uh, So I really want to buy this beautiful $30, like, uh, tea bag thing that they have um tea mesh cone
1: okay oh I like those things
2: it's beautiful and I I have like a plastic one that I got for five bucks and every time I put tea in it it just explodes and gets like the tea leaves all over the cup it's literally the worst thing I've ever bought and yet I still have not replaced it
1: but it's plastic I've never seen one made of plastic it's
2: it's plastic uh well the mesh is well I don't know what the mesh is but it's like a spoon type of thing Uh rather than just like a a mesh bag that you put in. This one looks gorgeous. I also really want to start drinking more like non-caffeinated herbal teas in the afternoon uh, because I really can't do any caffeine in the afternoon. Um, But especially iced, I don't know, I like want, I want to expand my tea palette and I feel like this would be a a gorgeous aesthetic way to do it.
1: Yes, I love, I got as like a gift a few years ago or not maybe like a year ago like all of these like really delicious fruity iced teas yeah! and every once in a while i'll make like a big like pitcher full of it and just like have it and it is really good i usually make mine like sweet tea like i make it with sugar and it's so good
2: i love those those herbal teas that have like herbs and then there's also like dried berries and stuff so it's a little fruity yeah that's
1: what i got like one of them is like pineapple and it has like chunks Mm. of pineapple in it and one of them is like blueberry and it has like dried blueberries um it's good
2: i will have to look into getting some of those tea because now it's like such an ordeal to you know go to starbucks or go to a coffee shop so it's like you have to just use what you have at home
1: oh yeah you have to try to make it at home
2: uh all right does that do it
1: i think that does it i mean i think we covered a lot i
2: think we did we covered goop we covered a lot of real housewives we covered vacations uh i don't even remember what else a lot of stuff beyonce beyonce
1: oh Uh, we touched on taylor swift we touched on a lot
2: we touched on really everything that anyone's talking about yeah So uh, if you like the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts and give us a nice review or a five-star rating. Um, You can go to our Patreon. Uh, We're a little late this month, but we're going to this week do our newsletters and our bonus pod. And also go to our Teespring store and buy the very t-shirt that Gwyneth Paltrow herself wore in an Instagram post that I believe is still live. still up
1: she hasn't deleted it yet and even if she did does doesn't matter because we have it and it's on our instagram
2: absolutely all right guys talk to you soon love you
1: thanks for listening we love you bye, bye.